Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome to today's episode of my new podcast, The Anne Fran Theory. I created this podcast to share my unique perspective on bossing up in our careers, mindset growth, manifesting what you desire in life, and reprogramming our subconscious beliefs into kick-ass affirmations. I'm your host, Annie Francis, and if you haven't already done so, then make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a juicy episode. Today we're going to talk about the pros and cons of starting up your own Airbnb business. I'll be sharing important key tips like how to attain the perfect property and space, must-have tools that will amplify your business, how to expand your passive income, and the fun behind interior decorating. I've been an Airbnb host for almost two years now. I honestly might utilize this form of passive income maybe throughout the rest of my life. Before we begin, can I just say, happy International Women's Day? As I'm recording this, it was actually yesterday, and wow, I was so inspired by all the beautiful stories of women all over the world crushing it against the extreme adversities and challenges we still face today. I just want to say, women are born leaders, even though the world tells us otherwise. I'm here sharing my voice to encourage women to embrace their natural beauty, build the courage to live boldly, and embrace our challenges with, I'm a motherfucking badass in mind. We all deserve to chase after our raw desires in life. And the magic that happens when we do is astronomical. Though we may face a world of adversities, I'm so extremely thankful to have this opportunity to build a kick-ass community of women who support and uplift each other. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram to see all the amazing highlights that I repost. Also, to keep up with my travels and new adventures. My handle is Styles. if you don't know. Now, on to the podcast. Do you find yourself thinking, hmm, should I start my own Airbnb business one day? (laughs) If you're listening to this, you might have had that thought before. Or maybe not. Or maybe you already have an Airbnb and you're looking for better insight on how to grow and better your business. I started becoming curious about running my own Airbnb when I first started falling in love with interior decorating. It was around the same time that I moved into my first apartment back in 2018. It was such a thrilling and overall empowering experience for me to live in my own space where I could finally create my own environment in a way that catered to my healthy mindset. I am a Virgo, which means that I need things to have order and for my home to be fairly clean in order for me to thrive. My upbringing was slightly unstable. Um... I shouldn't say slightly, it was unstable in the sense that we were always moving and I lived most of my teenage years with my dad and brothers. So because of the chaos and events that would happen, there was little to no order in our days. When I moved out at 18, I found such a shift in my mental health, being able to create my own living environment and be powered by my creativity within that. My mother, Mimi, and aunts have all been passionate about decorating their homes all throughout my life. I've been able to watch their creativity and hard work pour into the environments around us. So even though my living situations growing up were chaotic, I was able to experience what it felt like being in a stable, clean home at different times. This had a massive effect over me because at a young age, I was able to see the difference between two extremes. Thankfully, my eager to learn and grow mindset had me researching how to open an airbnb when i was 20. 
My partner is also into real estate, so together we found an educator online and paid for their course that informed us of all the steps in how to open an Airbnb from the beginning to the end. Now, I won't be able to go over every single detail, but I'm here to share some major key points that you will need to know if you're planning to dive into this business. Number one, you need to find a place. I believe the most efficient and profitable way to start an Airbnb is in a scenario when you own the property and have a very low mortgage or rent cost. Though it is possible without owning as well. I've actually never owned any of my properties because I do what's called rental arbitrage. This means that I personally signed a lease to rent a property long term and then I turned around and re-rented it on a short term basis using Airbnb, HomeAway, or any other vacation rental platforms. This way of doing things can come with more complications and challenges. Most, if not all, property management companies don't even slightly consider letting people operate Airbnbs from their units. I mean, it makes sense in multiple ways. They don't want the strange traffic, possible damage, or overall liability of something like that. I suggest not even bothering to ask big apartment complexes at all, or anywhere that's run by property management companies. This is one of the trickiest parts because it's challenging to narrow down a perfect property with a low rent and a good owner who will believe in you and your ideas. The course taught me to have a presentation ready and to start calling around, so I went to work. I would sit on Zillow, Facebook Marketplace, and even Craigslist for hours researching properties. I would call owners to wish for their blessing and honestly, most of them would just like hang up on me. (laughs) You could make like a hundred calls in one day and there might only be one person who would consider. This takes time, patience, confidence, and thick skin because you will be told the word no very often and sometimes in rude ways. That's why it's important that you're truly passionate about this and have the correct mindset to run this fully operated business. Eventually, I was able to find someone who was willing to meet up with me, so I went by a small, maybe 10-unit property where it was owned by one single guy who ran everything, and after a confident 30-minute conversation with him, he believed in my ideas and gave me permission to use the property as a full-running Airbnb business. Now, on to tip number two. It's important to plan out a budget. A huge reason why I was able to start my Airbnb business and explore my creativity through home decor was largely due to actually having the money needed in order to invest. Thank you, universe. (laughs) I used my money that I had earned as a hairstylist over the years because I saw Airbnb as a great passive income opportunity. Now, keep in mind, this was all before the pandemic, but I will touch on that later. It's crucial to have a good concept of how much it will cost you to furnish an Airbnb. Everything depends on what property you're using. Is it a studio, an extra room in your house? Is it a two-bedroom apartment or a five-bedroom home? The possibilities are honestly only as endless as how much money is in your bank account. I was taught that if you multiply the rent by three, that's how much it will take to fully furnish your Airbnb. Now, I'm not sure if that's necessarily correct every single time because I've definitely invested almost like 
5k into an airbnb before so it all depends on the quality of each item that you're purchasing and etc now there's plenty of ways to cut down some major furnishing costs and just overall costs in general um, I absolutely love thrifting because it's such a relaxing hobby for me and allows me to use my creativity in vast ways. I would also suggest scouring the internet for free items or cheap furniture that you could possibly refurbish or flip. I also utilized a lot of my old furniture and decor from for my Airbnb that I personally had growing up and that I acquired over time. So it was actually a fun excuse to get new stuff for my own home. <laughs> <laughs> so after factoring in the furnishing budget, you then have to factor in the first month's deposit, first month's rent, as well as you'll need to calculate how much your bills will be going forward each month. That includes the internet, power, water, and gas bill if it's not already incorporated in the rent. And don't forget any other subscriptions such as like Netflix or Hulu or, you know, whatever. Finally, you can't forget to add in the cleaning fees that you'll be paying in between the guests. Now, I'm going to touch on cleaning fees real fast because having your Airbnb turned over is a massive part of this job and business. Now, I recommend that if you haven't been fully trained to clean and flip a hotel room, then you probably shouldn't try to do this yourself. It can just end up being a waste of time and honestly really exhausting. So searching for a new cleaning crew is quite simple, actually. There are many tools online that, help, that provide help locating great crews. My only suggestion would be to make sure that you walk through the Airbnb with your crew and make sure that they know how to properly stage and clean the way you'd like them to. Now, this can cost anywhere from around $50 to well over $100, depending on the size and location of your Airbnb. Note that they will be doing turnovers several times a week, so it's very important that you have an organized way of notifying them when guests leave and arrive. Nothing sucks more than having a guest show up to a dirty Airbnb because you forgot. Gosh, I would be horrified if that happened to me and I was like out traveling, like that would suck. So think these are things that you have to think about. On to tip number three. This is my favorite. Designing the layout of your beautiful Airbnb is definitely so much fun, but it's also the most labor intensive part. When I showed up to my property at first, it wasn't all glitz and glam. It was actually in very poor condition when I signed the lease, but somehow I saw potential, um, especially because it's located right next to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in downtown Atlanta. With the help from my partner, my brother, and then some of my brother's friends, we have painted the place, we've replaced door handles, and done a lot more labor-intensive projects in order to create a warm, safe home for people to enjoy. Thankfully, I had a four-door Jeep when I've been doing this, so it helped so much. I utilized it to move furniture around and decor. And note that if you have a bigger car, it's a massive plus to running a biz like this. It cuts down any fees you might otherwise spend on moving companies or moving trucks. Now, here's a list of some things that you will absolutely definitely need. A bed frame, a mattress, a side tables, lamps, kitchen tables, chairs, a coffee table, a couch, a TV stand with a TV, all kitchen appliances, all bathroom amenities such as soap, shampoo, conditioner, toilet paper, and all linens such as towels, sheets, more blankets, and pillows. 
y'all this adds up so please make sure that you budget properly and become aware of how much you'll be spending for this process i highly suggest investing in a toolbox if you don't already have one becoming a boss ass bitch who knows how to be her her own handywoman and use a drill properly is key and also just so freaking sexy and powerful it's extremely beneficial to know how to hang things on the walls, replace door handles, and overall know how to upkeep and maneuver a home. This is a crucial key factor in running this business, and it takes time, patience, and a true desire to want to learn. But you, if you have this stuff down, you'll have such a smoother furnishing process, and you won't have to pay someone to come out and do things for you. It's also just badass to be fully capable of doing these tasks by yourself or, you know, with a friend is nice too, but level up your power and start Googling the F out of things because honestly, that's what I did. <laughs> okay, now on to tip number four. I'm going to dive into the hospitality portion of this biz. I highly suggest that if you don't like talking to people, then maybe this isn't the job for you. Um, though I'll be sharing significant time-saving tools when it comes to minimizing the interactions you'll be having, you will still have to attain a professional, positive, and helpful persona every time you speak to a guest. Their experience is important and they always feel so much better when the host is attentive, addresses everything at a timely manner, and when they do it with a smile. So keep this in mind before diving straight in. In order to stay booked longer, you want those good reviews. And I know that's something that might be a little bit stressful at times, but if you provide a very quality experience for people, they will see it, they will feel it, they will share it, and then it will just continue manifesting more guests to stay and keep you booked longer. The overall goal with a passive income business is to minimize the time you spend working. This includes the time you spend conversing with each guest. Luckily, some technology has done us good in this modern day and age. So you can literally make a pre-automated message that will be sent out to each guest at the timing that you choose. This is amazing. So I have a message that goes out three days before check-in to ensure that they have the manual, that they understand all of the rules, and are aware of how to enter. I also have a message that goes out the day of check-in that gives them the address and the codes and everything they need, and then also a message that they get the morning after just to say, hey, good morning, I hope you had a good night, and I hope you have a great rest of your stay. Let me know if you need anything. And then they also get a message a few hours before they leave so that they're informed on how to properly check out. This platform is called Smart BNB and it's only around like $17 a month, but it is, I'm not kidding, so worth it. One of the amazing pros of running a business like this is that you could be fully hands off if you wanted to be, and if you have all the moving parts in order. I've been running my Airbnb remote from Denver for over two months now because I'm fully prepared and it's been such smooth sailing. Another extremely important tool that I highly recommend investing in is a digital lock. You'll actually want two, one for the front door that gives you access from your phone and one simple keypad lock for the cleaner's closet where you'll store all the linens, cleaning supplies, etc. My favorite brand to use is August Lock for the front door because it actually connects to Airbnb and sends each guest the info for me. 
this is so important because you're not having to replace physical keys that might be lost and you can actually see each and every time someone locks or unlocks the door. Some people invest in a front door camera for protection and to keep a visual track of how many people are actually entering. Having a keyless entry is a must because its convenience keeps you from working harder than you need to be and no contact, which we love today, right? Another useful tip is to have two lockboxes somewhere around the property with the physical set of keys just in case anything happens. You'd be surprised how much, how, how often things happen. Having two lockboxes might sound excessive, but it's crucial on the nights when the lock battery dies, they lose the first set of keys, and now it's 3am and they're locked out again. Okay, now this tip number five might be the most inconvenient, but hey, you want to know these things, trust me. People do break things. People do smoke inside. They throw parties, they steal things, and sometimes they just bring overall nothing but chaos to your days. But while this is very much a part of the business at times, the absolute best way to combat this is with strict professional boundaries. Now, you can have Airbnb set standards in order for the guests to book, such as needing a proper ID, which helps when it comes to accepting well-verified guests. But you truly never know how someone is going to treat your property until they leave. All of my guests know before booking that if they damage anything, including stained sheets or towels, they will absolutely be charged a fee. I also charge a little more than average just so I can weave out the people who don't want to pay for the quality of my Airbnb. I would say 2 out of 10 guests might bring you some challenges with their stay, though it's not every person, it might happen depending on how strict your policies are. Tip number 6 is about our favorite part when we all personally travel, which is the amenities. Now, my favorite way to connect with my guests and improve the mood of their overall experience is in the amenities. In all of my Airbnbs, I have this list of hotspots where I post names and descriptions of badass hole-in-the-wall spots all around Atlanta, from delicious restaurants, fun activities, brunch and bar spots, to different neighborhoods and the energy that they can bring each guest. Everyone is always super thankful for this because they don't have to waste time sitting on their phone trying to look up what they may or may not be worth doing in their time, but referrals are everything to people. Other great amenities include having mints in the rooms, as well as having a bottle of wine for them upon entering. It's legit like $10, but it makes them feel so special. I also incorporate it into the price, so no profit is actually lost on my end. Okay, this last tip, number seven, is the very last thing I wanted to bring up. I did mention this earlier, and it's probably a question on everyone's mind, and that is, did COVID have an effect over my Airbnb business? The answer is absolutely. Thankfully, someone did want to stay long-term during a big chunk of the quarantine period last year, 
But overall, I haven't been profiting nearly as much as I did before COVID. Georgia might be that state that's a little more lenient on travel, open businesses, etc. But because my Airbnb is near all the stadiums, there's been a drastic change in need for staying in that area. This is something to be mindful of going forward because Airbnb is not pandemic proof, (laughs) y'all. This business can be super thrilling, profitable, and rewarding, but just know there will indeed be some challenges that you'll need to prepare for. The best way to succeed is by educating yourself and doing the research before making any big moves. I empower anyone who's listening to this that if you have the passion, the time, the money, and creativity to invest in this job, freaking do it. Even if you're doubting yourself, just do it. Start looking into it more and more and more. Listen to other speakers, listen to other podcasts. It's been an overall great learning lesson for me. I've been able to expand my entrepreneurship knowledge and I've gained authentic experience in so many areas of life. Even if you end up hating it, at least you tried. Nothing but good can come from taking risks, putting yourself out there and taking action. Even if you're in a job right now that you don't necessarily enjoy and maybe Airbnb has been something that you've been dreaming about, I promise you have the courage to do this. So just jump already. (laughs) And to end this podcast, I would just like to express my gratitude for your listening ear and mindful attention while I share this insight that I've learned from starting my own Airbnb business. Go ahead and send this to a friend or someone that you know that might be interested in starting an Airbnb. And last but not least, make sure to share your experience and thoughts with me after listening to this podcast. You can do this by DMing me on Instagram. Again, my handle is at Styles. It brings me so much joy to communicate with a community of like-minded, boss-ass individuals who are here to create the life that they desire to live. I hope you enjoy the rest of your beautiful day and just know that I'm sending you all the courage and wisdom to go out into the world and make your dreams come true.